Bornois of Capital Link, and I welcome you to a very exciting and interesting panel. Uh, China has been the destination of choice for the international shipping community, uh, among other things, also for shipbuilding. So we have a panel that uh, is going to discuss the interaction between international ship owners and the Chinese shipyards, how they address the current challenges uh, with new technology, new regulations, uh, and, and so on. And we have with us three major international owners active in China, and also three major Chinese shipyards. And uh, I appreciate, uh, thank you, uh, Lian Jun Li, the partner of Rick Smith in Hong Kong, who is going to moderate this expert panel. And uh, I will turn over the floor to Lian Jun, and thank you all for joining us today. Thank you, Nicholas. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name is Lian Jun Li, a senior partner of Rismi's Richard Butler. I'm very honored to be the moderator for this session, Chinese shipyards and international ship owners, addressing the landscape in regulations and the technology. Chinese shipyards have been one of the major destinations for international shipping companies. Our discussion, you will hear, uh, will focus on the challenges faced by the ship owners and the shipyard, and the challenge of pandemic situation, new field, ship design, engine issues, and we will also address the experience and the expectations of international ship owners who use Chinese shipyards for new buildings, repairs, and scrapper installations. And now we have very distinguished panelists. Perhaps we start from the shipyards representatives. And I would like to invite Mr. Sven Sun, a director of Costco Shipping Heavy Industry Company Limited. And Mr. Sun, uh, can I ask you quickly introduce your company, and then we start discussions on the challenges, the shipyards, um, which you are facing. <coughs> yes, please. Uh, okay, fine. <coughs> Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Lee. Uh, I'm working for the Costco Shipping Heavy Industry, who is the first or secondary uh, subgroup of the Costco Shipping Group. And uh, our major business can be uh, divided or classified into four sections. The first piece is uh, merchant vessel new building, and the second piece is uh, merchant vessel repair conversion. Third is uh, offshore project new building, and uh, the fourth one, what we call is non-ship business, and for which we are talking about some makers, professional service companies, and that's it. Thank you. Thank you, um, Mr. Sun. Can you share with us the challenges of the Chinese shipyards are now facing? Can you share with some insights? Uh, you are referring to the boat repair and the new building yard, right? Yes, that's of course. Yeah. Fine. Actually, uh, mm. both, uh, most of the Chinese repair yards, uh, yeah. the operation of oh, this year, 
during the past time is quite uh, normalized because uh, we still have quite many other of the scrapping installation, which is as a subconsequence of the last year's order. And meanwhile, as we well know that, even the worldwide economy is suffering a lot. I mean, naturally due to this virus, but uh, the ocean going vessels still need to be treated. Therefore, who also need to be docked and repairs. Therefore, uh, in collusion is most of the Chinese ship repair yard, as I think, our operations uh, still kind of situation was not normalized. But referring to the new building, which is something totally different story. Because we are suffering, first of all, the shortage of the order, new order. And secondly, we are also suffering very seriously fluctuation of the exchange rates in between the Chinese RMB and the USD. At the same time, we are also facing the problem about sharply increased unit price of steel plates. Yeah, this is uh, the situation of the new building yard of China is facing quite prevailingly in this year. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you for your sharing the insights. We, we will later hear from the ship owners and from yeah. the yard point of view, what kind of ship owners you are expecting to have? Just very briefly, um, you have good experience with many ship owners, I believe. And um, um, what, if, what owners would you like more coming to the, your shipyard and in terms of the owner side? Can you give us some comments? Uh, Mr. Lee, I need to see that. Okay. Actually, the ship owner was uh, Capital Link invited today. It's mm. kind of the client direction with whom we prefer to cooperate. Because for information that the three major ship owners, Capital Link invited these times, been Earth, also ours, long-term partner, means TMS, Technoma, and Lavinia. Go as per the qualification of the three clients, you can see CSHI, Costco Shipping Heavy Industries, clients inclination. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we may come back to you. Thank you, uh, Mr. Sun. Now, uh, can I invite Mr. Zhang Tao? Zhang Tao, Mr. Zhang is uh, my long-term friend and I met him in Dalian or in Hong Kong a long time ago. Now Mr. Zhang is the Deputy General Manager of Yangtze Shipyard, which is one of the best known um, shipyards also in China. And Mr. Zhang, can you briefly introduce your company, Mr. Zhang, please? Hello, Mr. Li. So nice meeting you here. So due to these issues, it's difficult to ask to meet together face by face. And uh, let me introduce uh, briefly of the shipyard. Uh, Yangtzejiang Shipyard is listed in Singapore Stock Exchange in the year 2007. But the history of the yard actually started from the 1956 very small local 
state owned local government owned shipyard. After the development of more than 60 years, Yangzijiang has become of one of the biggest shipyards in the world. Uh, <coughs> there are four shipyards on Mars Group and totally have nine shipbuilding production lines, which is four shipyards including New Yangtze Shipyard, which is a major shipyard, headquarters located here, which is now I'm staying. And also Yangtzejiang Shipyard, which is the old shipyard, uh, only build small vessels and will be closed soon due to this situation. Uh, environment change, Yangtze River environment control and the lack of other Yangtzejiang Shipyard will be closed. And the Xingfu Shipyard, which build a large ship, uh, like VLOC and uh, 10,000 TUs, and the Yanak shipyard located in Taichung, which is a joint venture, 51% of Yangtzejiang and 49% by Mizui. And the annual production capacity uh, are around 6 million daily tons. And uh, we also have a shipping company registered in Singapore, owning fleet. Uh, 17, uh, 17 vessels, uh, the dead with more than 1 million dead with tons. The main products was Barcamp, and we also delivered the two LNG, uh, 27,500 cubic meters. And uh, for this year, even the market is very bad, and for first half of the uh, up to now, we already delivered 33 vessels and uh, this year we are aiming to deliver 50 vessels. 2018 and 60 vessels delivered in last year. And the avenue first half of this year is 83 billion RMB. And the current order book is 73 vessels including 28 vessels contracted this year. This is a general situation. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Zhang. And a very, uh, very productive shipyard. And uh, we have heard Mr. Sun in respect of the uh, challenges which are faced by the Chinese shipyards and the market situation. Can you share with us some insights from your point of view on the Chinese shipyards, uh, challenges, issues, or difficulties. Can you share with us? <clears throat> you mean who? You mean Mr. Sun? Yes, can you share with more further information, further discussions on the challenges of the shipyard? Yes. Uh, actually, the challenge of the shipyard is almost the same, which Mr. Sun just mentioned. Okay. First, of orders. As I mentioned, nine production lines, and due to lack of orders, we will shut down two lines. Because I mentioned, as I mentioned, the other book, we have uh, 73 vessels, but every yeah. year we deliver 50 vessels. So, almost shipyard, you need at least one and a half year order, or two years order, is, will feel comfortable. And so we are facing the same situation, the labor cost increasing, yeah. and the currency appreciation, which is a cost 
and the owner is paid for a competitive price. And this is uh, the big, big difficulty for the shipyard. And for those shipyards that was before, take the low price orders, they are out of market. So we are facing very challenging. Yes, hopefully the pricing, you, you will have the good pricing or balanced pricing to keep the production, keep, keep the company alive. Thank you very much, Mr. Zhang, for your sharing with us. Um, now um, we have uh, Mr. Zhu, uh, mm. from, uh, the vice president from Yulian Dokias, uh, which is belonging to the China Merchants Group. Uh, Mr. Zhu, can you give us a brief introduction to Yulian Shipyard? Hello, good evening, Mr. Yi, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. My name is David Zhu, previous vice president of China Merchant Industry Holding Company. Now I is acting as a senior marketing director for Yulian Duckyard Group. So we have the uh, four shipyard repair yard. One is in Hong Kong, one is in Circle, and one is in Zhoushan, another one is in Weihai. So we covered the from south part of China to the east part of China, to the north part of China for all the repairings. So uh, the capability, we are similar as the Costco. And also the majority custom we also have some of the uh, common custom. But our difference, so we are always keeping as a leading shipyard. So we can cover for all kinds of ship repairings and also conversion, which including the uh, offshore, the business, and also the uh, ARPG, AING, and all kinds of commercial vessels. Yeah, so one of the most important, we are not only as a ship repairing and the conversion shipyard, we also have the new building facility, especially engaging in the offshore and also cruiser new buildings. Up to now, we're keeping as the leading shipyard for the offshore in China and also cruiser new building in China. So our custom, they cover the all around the world. Yeah, for the major custom, yeah, like the Greek, we have long-term cooperation. Some famous the Greek owners is our good friends. Maybe here, yeah, like Nicholas, we met before. Yeah, so very happy can meet again. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Zhu. And Mr. Sun and Mr. Zhang have shared with us the challenges, uh, the issues uh, like exchange uh, rate, the materials increase, and the lack of orders. Can you tell us from your, um, your point of view, the challenges of the Chinese repair yards or the shipyards are facing? Can you share with us some insights? Yes, so because we have a service yard and also have lots of the custom to coming for the uh, ship repairance more family. But now the big challenge for all the owners and also for all the shipyard is the 
the uh, corona virus. Yeah, it's a virus. So now in China, we are very safe. So generally, so this virus has been controlled and we are very safe. But uh, talking about all around the world, so the virus still, say, uh, some, especially in some areas in country, are out of control. So if virus cannot be controlled, so shipwreckness will be affected. Yeah, this is the uh, most important challenges for owners and also to be honest. Yeah, so of course, this is a challenge. But uh, also give the opportunity for Chinese beyond. Because so Chinese, China is one safe places, like a safe Gulf. So all the other areas, which including Singapore, still be affected by the, uh, the virus. So they cannot be 100% in the operation. Such like the Dubai shipyard also have the same situation. They, we are talking about the European and uh, other Japanese shipyard, they also affected. So now, so the challenge becomes opportunity for all the Chinese shipyard. And it's also good opportunity for the Chinese shipyard to improve their facility, to improve their services, to improve their quality and to build the tight cooperation with people. Yeah, for the future, the, the next step, the cooperation. This is, uh, I, I do trust. So the opportunity for the Chinese shipyard is more the, uh, uh, bring the benefits to the challenges. This I think about, especially for the High level Chinese ship repair and conversion shipyard like Costco and China Merchant. Okay, thank you very much. So the, now is the, the employees are full scale, right? Back to the yard. So everyone is coming back. The All right. big problem for shipyard is for the ship owners coming and the ship owners, the uh, service engineer coming. So from the internally of China, so manpower supply and also material supply is uh, uh, keeping uh, much more smooth compared with the early of this year. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Zhu. And we have um, very good insights from the Chinese shipyards from the main three yards in China. Now, uh, I would like to invite the owner's representative to talk about the challenges or their expectation on the yards. The first um, panelist I would like to invite is um, Mr. Brian Nixon, managing partner of Levania Bulk Shipping. Uh, Mr. Nixon, uh, can you give us a brief introduction to your company and organization? Yes, uh, thank you very much for having me on the conference today. Um, I'm very honored to be here and uh, let me introduce uh, Lavinia Bulk and Lascarides Shipping. Uh, Lascarides uh, Shipping's uh, dry bulk business is handled by Lavinia Bulk in, here in London. Um, the fleet consists of 48 vessels uh, from 64,000 deadweight Ultramax up to 205,000 deadweight Newcastle Max. Um, some of these ships are scrubber fitted, uh, all in China. 
Um, the last Greedy's business is also involved in reaper shipping, small tankers, shipyards, airlines, grain terminals, and hotels. Um, last Greedy's shipping has an office in Shanghai handling their new buildings and their other dry dock and uh, new build activity. Um, and also the office handles their reefer business uh, for their Chinese uh, fishing clients, especially. Oh, thank you very much. It's a very impressive um, uh, combination of fleet. And uh, you, you have just mentioned the, um, the Chinese uh, shipyards and business there. So can you share with us uh, your experience and the expectations in using shipyards for new building repairs or scrap installations in China? What are the ship owners' considerations? What are the, your expectations from the owner's point of view? Can you give us some insights? Yes, yes, uh, thank you for the question. Um, uh, with, with such a large fleet now of 48 ships and possibly bigger soon, uh, we, have, uh, we have obviously got a lot of uh, uh, use in China for the yards, both for our new buildings and uh, for dry docking uh, repairs. Um, the yard that we have used the most is called uh, Peng Lai Jing Lu Shipyard up in the north of China. We've uh, done nearly half the fleet there uh, through new buildings. Um, our experience has been excellent. Uh, obviously, at the beginning, it was, an, it was a learning process for both the yard and for the owners. But uh, today, we are, we've built many ships there, and our experience is very good. Uh, our next ship delivers, uh, is a Camsomax, delivers in three weeks' time. Um, so that will be our next new build uh, coming. Sadly, it's been a bit delayed because of the virus, but um, yeah. we're trying to get the crew to the ship at the moment. Uh, regarding scrubbers, uh, we've completed our scrubber program. Sadly, it's been, uh, it has not been so successful so far. Uh, the oil price collapse and also large delays in Chinese shipyard because of uh, congestion at the time of the scrubber biddings uh, has had a, a big uh, impact on our pricing. Um, we've used many shipyards for dry dock in China, Costco and others are our main uh, shipyards there. Um, we've had uh, big issues with quarantine problems at the moment in China. Um, and I think this is a big problem everywhere around the world, to be honest with you. But of course, uh, uh, it's creating uh, big delays for our ships. And uh, of course, getting a crew to and from the ships is a big problem for every owner. Um, when making a decision for, with regarding to which yard we work for, we look at price, of course, flexibility, reputation to deliver, um, lots of availability and past experience background checks from other owners, uh, which in case we have not used that yard before. Um, of course, our experience in China is quite large now with our office in Shanghai. Uh, so we have got a reasonably good experience there. Generally, Chinese yards are very good at listening to their clients. So we are uh, reasonably happy uh, with, with the uh, service that we get from China and from our uh, shipyard uh, clients there. Thank you very much. I think for the shipyard's friends, uh, it's very good to listen uh, from the owner's point of view. And uh, I have heard a lot of good words to the yard. What a particular improvement the Chinese yard should do 
any particular uh, catching the deliberate time and the quality, anything you would like to share yeah, I, with us? I think don't overpromise uh, a position. Um, for us, uh, our ships are, if we miss a delivery time with the next charter, for example, because of delays at a shipyard, it has a huge impact for our business. I think this is uh, something that is uh, very important for us. Of course, quality and, uh, uh, and a good uh, finished service is, of course, is exceptionally important. But, but um, if we are delayed, say, two or three weeks, it has a big um, uh, impact for our business. And um, of course, in the volatile shipping markets, it may, uh, may impact our next deal. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Nixon, uh, and inside your experience in China. Thank you very much. We may come Pleasure. back. Pleasure. Yeah. Thank you very and much. I introduce uh, another well-known ship owner, and um, Mr. Botatis, Managing Director of Tacoma Shipping. And um, Mr. Botatis, can you give us an introduction to your company? And we lost, sorry, we lost, uh, we lost him. Uh, no, can you hear us? This Thank you very much, Mr. Yeah. Thank you very much for inviting me to the panel. It's great being with you uh, and all the honorable guests you have. Uh, I will give a very brief introduction of Technoma Shipping. Uh, it is a fairly young company established back in 1994. Uh, so it is only 26 years uh, in the business. Uh, started as owning and managing a company, is a first generation uh, company. Uh, I am with uh, Technoma Shipping uh, for the last 20 years uh, in our office in uh, Piraeus. We do have uh, an office also in Manila, managing our crew members. We have a total staff in Piraeus, uh, about 240 people, and another 50 people uh, more or less in the uh, Philippines. We do manage and own a combined fleet of uh, about uh, 95 ships. Uh, 60 of them are containers and the rest of them are bulk carriers. Containers uh, capacity ranges from uh, 2,800 TU going up all the way to 11,000. And uh, the bulk is uh, mainly supermaxes. Uh, the majority of the 90% are supermaxes, and we have a few cancer maxes to complete the fleet. The average age for the total fleet is about uh, 12 years old, so it is not a, a young fleet. As a matter of fact, it's a rather demanding fleet. So that uh, is a, a brief story of uh, Technoma City. Thank you very much. Thank you, Wei Wei. So it's um, uh, from, from my point of view is very young fleet, a very good fleet. And uh, now um, we have heard uh, Mr. Nixon on his experience with the Chinese shipyards. So can you also share with, uh, share with us your experience and expectations um, from the um, repairing or new buildings or dealing with the Chinese shipyards? Can you share uh, your insight with us? Sure. Well, uh, 
Chinese shipyards are uh, the market leader uh, according to our uh, expectations uh, for repairs uh, every year. We've been dealing with Chinese shipyards. I'm dealing personally with Chinese shipyards for more than a couple of decades, which uh, uh, I have built up uh, substantial uh, experience with them and I'm quite happy. Uh, initially, when uh, we started going in the Chinese uh, shipyard, it was basically pricing, which was uh, tremendously low. However, over the years, uh, there are other factors that they do uh, create, let's say, a different environment. Uh, pricing, of course, is uh, still uh, a majority, uh, let's say, weight uh, for our uh, choice of the Chinese uh, of, of the yard. And I have to say that about 85% of our uh, yearly dry dockings are done in China. Uh, reputation, of course, also is very, very important. And I'm, I'm sorry, but I have to repeat more or less what uh, uh, Mr. Nixon said earlier on. Uh, the, the expectations of the worries of any owner are more or less the same around the world. Uh, we have, though, regarding our container fleet, a very delicate situation where time is of a great essence. Uh, we cannot really delay more than one or two or three days uh, on delivering the ship to the charter because uh, the plans uh, for a container vessel are drawn uh, a few uh, weeks before. So in order to uh, serve our charters, uh, maximum we can accommodate the delays about a couple of days, not a couple of weeks. On the bulkhead is a different story altogether, but containers are very delicate uh, on the delivery time. Uh, we consider the, the accommodating, uh, let's say, uh, willingness uh, of the yard uh, very, very important because uh, uh, accommodating uh, uh, 42 uh, breadth ship uh, in a shipyard, uh, you know, is, is very delicate uh, situation. Uh, we value also very much uh, contract, uh, block contract uh, with yards. That's something that we like very much. And also uh, the track record and the experience that we gain uh, from uh, the past years is also a very critical uh, factor. Last but not least, uh, one of our main worries with the Chinese shipyard is that uh, occasionally we do find uh, the shipyards that we get into quite overloaded. In other words, that uh, usually they do accommodate, let's say, 15, 20 ships. And when we enter the shipyard, we discover that there are probably 22, 25 ships uh, in the shipyard. That's a great worry uh, from our side, especially when we do the dry dockings of container vessels. I think I said more or less in broad lines, and I'm quite sure that uh, Mr. Kukulaz also has to elaborate a little bit more on the worries. Thank you very much. Um, thank you for your sharing, uh, your insights, your experience, and the good recommendations to the shipyard. I believe our shipyard's friends will agree. Thank you very much. We may come back. Now, um, <clears throat> can I introduce um, the last but not the least? Um, Mr. Kokolas, uh, Managing Director of TMS Focus Limited, TMS Dry Limited, TMS Offshore Services Limited. And uh, 
Mr. Kokolas, can you give us also brief introduction to your group of companies? Uh, Mr. Lee, thank you. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me to this forum and uh, for giving me the opportunity, you know, to share my experience about the Chinese shipyards, you know, with your esteemed guests. Uh, before responding to your questions, I would like to take this opportunity uh, to wish for everyone to remain healthy and safe in the context of COVID-19 pandemic, which is something that troubled all of us uh, worldwide and especially, you know, in the maritime industry. Uh, as regards uh, my commands here, uh, TMS Dry, TMS Bulkers, TMS Offshore Services are three out of the five ship management companies under the TMS Group. Uh, TMS Bulkers and TMS Dry are managing a fleet of 55 dry cargo vessels whilst uh, TMS Offshore is managing uh, six offshore support vessels, that is PSVs and other service. The dry cargo vessels consist of 36 capes, five uh, Kamsalmaks, 13 Panamaks, and one uh, 6,500 PV container. Uh, the other two ship management companies of the group are TMS Tangiers and TMS Cardiff Gas that are managing uh, 50 tankers and 11 LNGs, uh, respectively. Now, uh, during the past 15 years, since 2005, TMS Group has built 114 ships, out of which 64 were built in China and 15 in South Korea. Uh, currently, uh, we are uh, constructing uh, six LNGs in South Korea. Uh, also, uh, TMS Bulkers and TMS Dry uh, for the past 15 years have carried out more than 200 uh, dry docking repairs at Chinese shipyards. Lately, uh, in, uh, since March 2019, until August 2020, you know, we retrofitted 53 bulk carriers with scrubbers. And all this was done in Chinese uh, uh, shipyards, uh, uh, the vast majority in Costco shipyards. Now, uh, the ships that we built in China were uh, 32 tankers and 32 bulk carriers. Whilst in South Korea, we built tankers, drill ships, LNGs and LPGs. Uh, the dry cargo ships that we built in China, they were uh, Newcastle Max, Capes, and Panamaxes, whilst the tankers, they were VLCC, Swiss Max, and Aframax. Uh, we do use reputable Chinese guards, you know, the vast majority of the ships that were built by SWS. Yeah, thank you very much. So you have um, lots of experience. Um, the Chinese shipyards and the Korean shipyards. And um, we have heard from Mr. Nixon and Mr. Uh, Botatis on their insights, on their experience. What additional comments um, you would like to give uh, in terms of, say, the Chinese shipyards increasing their competitiveness with other shipyards, or how they improve um, you know, either quality or 
uh, things to make more attractive to the ship owners. Do you have any particular additional recommendations? Well, well first of all, uh, we select the shipyard by considering, you know, if the specification of the ship they offer, you know, meets our requirements, yards experience and track record, you know, for the specific ship type. Delivery time is very critical, you know, the sooner the better. Contract price, payment terms, yards location, and prevailing weather conditions in the region, you know, these are the main factors, you know, that we consider, you know, during choosing a shipyard. Uh, uh, now, as regards the Chinese shipyards, I will put it this way. I will tell you the pros of the Chinese shipyards, yes. and I will tell you the areas that I consider that they require improvement, all right? Yeah. What I like, at least from the Chinese, I'm talking about my experience uh, from the Chinese shipyards that I dealt with, is that one of the pros is they follow the principle of one-man management. Yeah. Which basically is granting to the managers of various sectors the uh, decision-making power. Yeah. Okay. For, of course, fulfilling their responsibilities, you know, and, 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 uh, and, and taking full responsibility of the tasks assigned to them. Okay, this is very important because it facilitates the process of negotiation between the garden owners, okay, and also is a problem-solving uh, item, you know, uh, uh, we solve the problems in a timely manner. Okay, so I would say this is the number one pro that I see with the Chinese against, okay, at least the ones that I have experience with. Number two is competitive contract price and payment terms. That will give us as owner the opportunity, you know, to include various upgrades. We have done that in all ships, you know, in the specification. At an extra cost, you know, uh, that, that gives you a benefit, you know, having a competitive contract price, okay? Uh, number three, I would say, is the flexibility as regards improvements and upgrades in the specification that are requested by the owners. Uh, Chinese cigars are more flexible compared to other cigars in Paris as regards uh, this issue. Uh, they accept and they cooperate better with owners, you know, to do upgrades and improvements, you know, in the specification, even during the production stage, okay? which is very important for us. Uh, 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 whereas other shipyards in Far East, you know, they do not deviate from specification. And if they do so, you know, they, they, they will charge extremely high prices, you know, for such deviations. Uh, uh, number four, I will say that the, the Chinese shipyards and our representatives, they have a very good cooperation. You know, yard personnel and the side teams, owner side teams, you know, have a very good and smooth cooperation. That's, that's also very important, you know, during production stage. All right, so I would say these are the, the, the pros of the Chinese shipyards. Yes. All right. Now, uh, the areas, I mean, over the past 
10 years, uh, uh, we have indeed seen a very uh, gradual improvement, you know, of the Chinese shipbuilding standards. Okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, nevertheless, according to my opinion, of course, there is still room for improvement, you know, in, in areas that I will tell you. Uh, number one, I will put uh, investment in human resources to enhance commitment of the employees. Uh, it has been noted that yard staff, especially in design, production, and purchasing departments, you know, would easily move to another CPR, you know, for a slightly better salary. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, this put the yard in a position on one hand, loses personnel assigned to a project, you know, that, that they started from the beginning, the very beginning. And on the other hand, to employ at times, you know, younger, less experienced uh, personnel, you know, to, to, to cover the vacant position. Okay, and this usually cause, affects the yards, you know, efficiency and, and causes delays in production. So, yeah. so you need to have committed employees. All right. Thank you very much. That's number one, I would say. Number two is efficient planning. You know, I have noted at times during erection stage, you know, the structure is damaged, you know, because they forget to install missing equipment uh, or outfittings. Okay, so this costs time and money for the shipyards. So efficient planning and sequence at production stages is also a field that requires, you know, improvement. Investment in equipment is another item. You know, there are some yards, you know, with overaged equipment, uh, especially uh, for uh, steel cutting, forming, and treating, that it makes the end product, you know, not to be as required, you know, and this results in delays, you know, and, and, and money for the CBR. Uh, selection of materials. Yes. Thank you very much. I think it's very, um, very good. So here, pro and uh, yes, uh, it's very good. Very, I, mean, um, I think it'd be, it's good to the Chinese yards to understand the phenomenon. My personal experience as a lawyer, uh, we have a client uh, in 2003, there are many contracts and uh, same clients facing a few Chinese shipyards and the two shipyards well settled, things getting smoothly. Another one we fight for 10 years and spending a lot of law, uh, legal fees and in kind of cooperation understanding. Um, well, yes, that's always an uh, issue, yeah. Definitely the ship repair and, uh, and, and new building standards of the Chinese shipyards are impressive. You know, they improved very fast. I, I did my first repair in China <coughs> in 1988. Oh, yeah. Now, since that time, I mean, there is not really comparison on the standards, you know, the experience, you know, and the way the, the, the Chinese shipyards operate. Okay, so it, it yeah. is indeed, you know, a, uh, a, a, a very good improvement, you know, very fast improvement, you know, the Chinese yeah. and new building. Peter, you are the gentleman who is a witness 
the growth of Chinese shipyards, both in New Building and Repairs, for which most of things are appreciating. Thank you, Mr. I mean, you know, we have done so many repairs in the buildings in China, you know. Uh, the, the enemy of the good is the better, okay? So uh, there's always room for improvement. And I'm sure the Chinese, you know, have the capability, you know, definitely to, to do so, you know. Thank you, um, uh, Mr. Kuklis. Uh Thank you, all the panelists, Mr. Botatis, Mr. Nixon, Mr. Zhang Tao, Mr. Sun, and Mr. Zhu. Um, it's very enjoy session. Thank you for your time. And I believe um, your sharing of the insights, the arts of ship owners will be interesting uh, to our uh, audience. And I hope everyone have a good time and smoothly we move forward. Thank you very much. We, uh, thank, you. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.